Welcome back to the Retro Resolutions Podcast. I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And uh, before we get started, I didn't do a cold open. I didn't just start talking. No. And the reason for that is that I considered those first five episodes we've done as a pilot season of sorts. That's and after, after getting into the groove with them, I thought we should change the format just a little bit. Really not that much. The, the main gist of the show is still always going to be we're going to pick a topic or maybe two and we're going to discuss that for the episode. But uh, it is retro resolutions after all. And as recording this, this is the only a few days into the new year. And so our I wanted to make a, a retro resolution of uh, making a point to visit a game and play it i don't necessarily mean through to completion but i wanted to like commit specific time to a game and uh a retro game and talk about it on our show so the new format is just that at the beginning we're going to talk about a game that you and i have been playing not the same game just We'll each pick yeah, a game. What, game. what retro game have we been playing? Yeah, what have we been playing? What did we decide to stick to for a little while and then talk right. about it? Uh, sometimes, like, the one I've picked for this first little bit is going to be... Uh, I'll probably be talking about it the next couple of episodes, actually, because it's, wow. it's a long game. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, like, have the first section of our show change to be... What game have we been playing? And importantly, how have we been playing it? Good point. So uh, that's the the change in format. Um, the topic for today is going to be uh, our reviews of the Analog Pocket for me and the Anbernic RG552 for you, if I'm not that's mistaken. That's right. Okay. Um, but before we get on to the main topic... We should talk about what we've been playing lately and how have we been playing it. So I'll let you start. Okay. Uh, so I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy VII. The actually both versions, both an updated the what do they call that remixed? Uh, I think just Final Fantasy VII remake. Remake, remake, and so, uh, but you know, my intent was to play the original Final Fantasy VII. Uh, and I've been playing it on the Switch. Now, I just happened to get the new Switch OLED for uh, uh, for an early birthday present. So it's kind of uh, been uh, to myself, mind you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, so it, it seemed like the kind of the best device to play on. I, I have owned Final Fantasy VII on man, almost every device from, you know, PSP to PC to, uh, man, just the Wii. No, did it come out on the Wii? I, probably not. Uh, but anyway, no. I've owned it on a ton of devices. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, it's the game I've probably purchased the most throughout the years. Uh, I remember a long time ago, uh, 
I worked at Blockbuster Video, in case uh, you might want to wiki that if you don't know what Blockbuster Video is. We have but in Oregon the last one. We do. So, the very so. last one in Bend, Oregon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I... I lived in Bend and for a while and uh, went to that blockbuster video. So it's kind of, yeah. kind of crazy. But uh, uh, anyway, when I was working there, I had a friend and he, he, uh, he was buying a PlayStation one. And the only reason he was buying it was for this game called final fantasy seven. And I, I, I just thought he was crazy. Cause I was into, uh, the Nintendo world and the Sega world of stuff. So uh, the PlayStation one really didn't interest me that, uh, that much at the time. And, uh, it just amazed me that this, he was going to purchase this system for just one game. You know, I'm sure he bought many more, but that really kind of brought to my attention, this game that's been, that was so great. Uh, and, uh, and he was right. I mean, of course it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing game uh and uh i've really enjoyed playing it again and while we were doing this discussion uh they released it on uh windows uh for the pc and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of criticism for it because it's it's for the pc version specifically the PC version so the updated remake pc version has uh even on modern systems with good video cards. Oh, is it like a DeNuvo problem or something? No, it's, 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 it's got a, it's really, it's got a bunch of video skipping. So like, even when you're just playing the game, it just chugs and chugs and goes to like a slideshow for like a second. And then it'll go back to normal frames. It's really bad. And even worse and this isn't so this isn't related to the anti-piracy measures they put in it because no, like resident no. evil had a problem where it like oh if you just take the anti-piracy off it works better oh you know i don't know i i'll have to check that's interesting i i thought it was just that it uh because one of the main things is that people have complained about is that the video options that are built into it so like being able to choose different things so that you can you know give yourself higher frame rate don't exist there's like three options and that's it like your resolution and like v-sync and i think there was like one other thing so it's like really so there's not like a textures and shadows and yeah of like options there's like three or four and that's it and so i hope in a future update that they definitely fix that and uh no kidding just fix whether it's de novo or whatever that's causing this just to chug along so it's a real bummer um uh that uh because i i've really enjoyed the updated version i think it's it still has to my surprise ultimately it still has the same spirit that final fantasy 7 the classic version has it i feel like i'm revisiting that world and in that that game in a modern era and so that's really difficult to do so anyway i think that's been really fun uh but ultimately right now because of the video issues i've just been happily playing the original on the switch and uh how far where are you at in the switch version not very far i've gotten so 
you know, I've gotten through all the intro stuff and I'm in the, in the little town there dinking around, oh, okay. visiting and talking to everybody. Uh, so really just getting started, but, uh, but I, I, like you, I'll probably be playing this for a couple more weeks. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, what game are you playing? Yeah, I am playing Mother 3, the uh, English fan translation of Mother Ooh. 3. Uh, and I, hold on, let me just boot it up real quick. Yeah, I was say, I, tell, tell me a little bit about Mother 3. I've never played it. So Mother 3 is the Japanese-only release for the Game Boy Advance of the sequel to Earthbound. Oh, Okay. Which was originally on the SNES, um, wow. and and actually, Earthbound has only been on two Nintendo platforms total: wow. uh, the SNES and the SNES Classic too, I guess, uh, yeah. and then uh, the Wii U. Wow! And that's, that's it, it. Which cool. Um, so not <laughs> even on the new Switch stuff, they haven't put it up on I, there don't believe they have no uh it is too bad i don't understand why nintendo hates america and earthbound being (laughs) together yeah there are days when i do think the nintendo hates us there are days yes yeah i'm i'm probably the time on my game says uh that i am at four hours and 42 minutes but that means i probably put like five and a half hours at least into the game maybe six sure uh and i think i mean it could be more because it's an rpg right so like there'll be times when i like play for you know up to 30 minutes and with between a save point and then i die and it gives me the chance to like continue or i'm like or I can not continue and then I'll go back to the save point and not have wasted all the items that I wasted. Yes. So then the timer doesn't count how much you've been playing. So that's probably happened two or three times. Um, And Earthbound on the SNES is a very special game. I like it a lot. Uh, And so people talk about mother three with the same reverence that, uh, people tend to talk about earthbound with and i understand the earthbound reverence because i have the same reverence but uh i'm like i mean if we're gauging off of how far i am in this guidebook i would say i'm about a quarter of the way through the game i'm in chapter three and there are like uh 10 chapters no not eight there are eight chapters so Hmm. I mean, you can't really gauge it off of that because some of the chapters are definitely longer, but that's where I'm at. Uh, and so I have been playing it on the analog pocket. Nice. Uh, exclusively, because there's no other way to for me to play it. Uh, yeah. I suppose I could play it on original hardware, but I... And I, I missed this. Was it, Is this a... Uh... Game Boy or Game Boy Color? Game Boy Advance. Oh, it's a Game Boy Advance. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Game Boy Advance game. Uh, and one of the things that's important and why I have never played it in an emulator is because it has a rhythm-based battle. It's a JRPG, right? You wander yeah. around a world, talk to people, you level up, and you do these turn-based battles. 
Um, and that was true of Earthbound. Um, but what's different about Mother 3's battle system is it has like this rhythm-based battle system where there's music playing in the background. And when you do an uh, attack, uh, you can hit the A button uh, at the beat of the music and really? it will it will do more damage. You can do it up to 16 times per wow. attack. And if you are good at the rhythm, then it will, yeah, it will attack on sometimes a considerable amount of damage. Uh, and it makes the game much harder to play on an emulator because the timing uh, of input is just not quite good enough for that rhythm stuff. Uh, because... You know, on a handheld system, you can rely on everyone having the same input latency between their screen and their button presses. And uh, so you can make the rhythm, uh, like forgiveness, the frame zone timing yeah. on it as small <laughs> as you want, because it's going to be the same for everyone. Whereas like on a console based system, you generally like Guitar Hero, those, those, the forgiveness on that's pretty wide because especially if it was designed with an HDMI based system, because the, the, the sync on those is all over the place. So they were, were. you don't have the same problem with, uh, with handheld systems. And uh, so therefore like the rhythm is just really crucial that you have a a really accurate timing system. So the analog pocket can do that because of its FPGA and it's a variable refresh rate screen. And so so it's been fun to play. Uh, I will say that, you know, a quarter of the way in or whatever I am on it, uh, that I don't quite have the reverence for it that I did for earthbound, but maybe it gets better later. Um, I don't know what I want to say about it. Cause it's like, I don't do, am I going to spoil it for somebody? This 20 year old game that, uh, I mean, fi- I guess 15 year old game that is not even out in America. <laughs> yeah. Fan, t- fan, with a fan translation, like people yeah. who already, who, who want to know the story already probably know the story. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, it's, it's been, it's been interesting. So I'm excited to play more and see, uh, see what happens but so i've you enjoyed playing so you you you've liked you've liked it enough that you want to keep going and oh yeah and continue playing it that's i do cool. i want to see so the thing that's like earthbound has always been a game that's like about like weirdness it's like a very quirky game and the mm-hmm. the creator Shigesato Itoi's uh, personality really shines through because it's just this like bizarre game where the characters just say funny stuff uh, <laughs> and it's not like ha ha funny it's just like like characters will just like say, like they'll they'll kind of almost have it's like a meta joke about them being a video game character sometimes sometimes it's like right. <laughs> jokes about the world like it, it's a i don't know it's just a weird quirky little game and... i really yeah i really need to uh I, I i'm definitely adding that to my list of games to play because I, I i've i've literally just not even touched it so yeah oh i, I love really it, gotta check uh, it out. it's very very good so earthbound is special and and what i like about it is that so uh a lot of a lot of the story structure of a lot of things that are funny 
but also meaningful do this where they like start off funny and weird and then and then it's got kind of a a funnel of seriousness where where it'll always be its weird funny quirky self but uh it starts off really broad and really wide on funny and then they just like trickle in some like serious tones and then near the end of the game like it's really like it really has a meaningful impact because they've really like gotten to sway you with the quirkiness over the time and then and then they can open you up and tell like a, a story about found family or friendship or the meaning of humanity or, you know, whatever the point of the story is. And it is. So Earthbound is really special because it does that really uh, masterfully. Um, Mother three. Uh, so far has, it starts pretty heavy <laughs> and it's still quirky, uh, but I don't know where they're going with it. And it starts no, pretty heavy no. and then just kind of drives away from it. And Is it the same creator? Yeah. That's good. You know, a lot of sequels, yes. you know what I mean? They get some a whole new... Sometimes it's a whole different company that makes the sequel, you know? And so... Yep. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I've enjoyed that. I'll probably be talking about it next time as well because... Uh, right on. You know, I'll, I'll still be playing it. Typically, because the music's really important... I like to play it with headphones on and usually I'll like be doing something else, playing a different game and then I'll be kind of tired and then I'll go sit in bed and play like 30 minutes to an hour in bed. Uh, and that's kind of how I get my fix of mother three. So fun. It's a little bit slow going, but it's good. Well, so that's what we've been playing lately and yeah. how we've been playing it. Uh, but let's get to our main topic. I don't know who wants to go first. Uh, I think I should go first because I okay. think yours is. I, I hopefully we have more. I I want to know more about yours. I think mine's going to be pretty quick. So okay. Uh, well, I think this is a. I think this is good. So so we're going to talk about the analog pocket, and the Ambernic RG five fifty two. Yeah. And what I think is interesting about those two things being reviewed at the same time is that they are like some people might see on the surface that they are similar devices that are competing, but they could not be serving more different audiences. I think personally, I, I think so too. I, I think it's a, you know, uh, so this system, uh, uh, a lot of reviewers are calling this the, uh, the emulation system of last year. Uh, of last year. Well, technically, it came out in December, so you know it's. Oh, kind of like, sorry, I forgot that it's 2022 now. Yes, it is 2022. Yes. Yeah. And so this is a. Uh, so yeah, it, it came out right uh, at the I think beginning of December. I'm trying to remember when I ordered mine, but uh, uh, and I, I one I've just got to acknowledge that. And I finally acknowledged it to myself that I'm just a portable gaming addict. And I keep saying, oh, I'm going to skip that one. I'm not going to buy that one. And I end up buying it. I was going to say, when you yeah. mentioned that this is what you wanted to talk about, I was like, he told me he was going to skip this one. I don't I understand. I totally was going to skip it. And, yeah. and then I saw all these just crazy good reviews for it. And uh, one of the main reasons that I 
that convinced me was uh, it had two it has two OSs and that's a first mm-hmm. for Ambernic. Uh, you know, most of them do uh, you know a Linux, uh, some form of Linux, uh, uh, and that's great. Uh, but uh, this one went to uh, Android. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, doesn't it dual boot Android also? It's dual boot, dual boot Android or Linux. Uh, the main, and a lot of people really were disappointed with Ambernic on this. The The Linux, it came, it came with two images, uh, uh, micro SD cards, one with the Android, one with the Linux. The Linux one was terrible. I mean, it, it boots up. And it basically has ports, and that's all it's been pre-configured for is like ports of games. It didn't have like, you know, Game Boy or Game Boy uh, Advanced, nothing, just like ports. And so, yes, you can of course go in there and add and make uh, make your own image and add anything you want to it. But Embernic has been has done a pretty good job of having pre-configured uh, OS is already set up. Um, and of course people go in and improve upon them. Uh, and, and that's great too. But, uh, but the Android setup I think was really well done, especially this is their first time doing Android. I was really impressed with the setup. And I do think that Android, uh, the emulators on Android run better they're faster uh they're more uh oh i can't think of the word but they're but it's just a a nice uh setup with touch screen uh and that was the other thing that was great about this system is uh it's got a five five inch screen so you know i think the last ambernick one i had was like a three inch 640 by 480 screen it was nice uh for for the size of the system but for this bigger one and this is about the size of a uh switch light it's a little bigger uh but the screen is so much better it's 1080p which is awesome uh the this is probably the best screen I have for a portable. Uh, you know, the Nintendo Switch OLED, yes, it's great. It's OLED, but it's 720. It's still 720, yeah. And that really, uh, I mean, honestly, to me, I'd rather have the 1080p. And uh, games have looked so good on this uh, that, uh, yeah, I've just really enjoyed uh, playing playing all sorts of different emulators and of course you know uh that of course is one of our key differences is this is a pure emulation uh system uh versus the uh fprg fpga yeah yeah thank you (laughs) and uh uh lastly the other thing i wanted uh well actually a couple little things one is that it had it has two micro SD cards, uh, which is nice. So you can, uh, you can have plenty of space for games. Uh, and, uh, finally this system, uh, it went to a six core 
So that was the other big, you know, deciding factor for me is it went to a much better processor, has active cooling on it. It's even got a little fan and a heat sink. It rarely uses the fan or uh, at least for the games and system games I've been playing, uh, the heat sink is pretty much kept it very cool. Uh, and then uh, talking about speed, yeah, I was gonna say, what's the like most stable but most serious system you can play on? It was the Good most question. advanced. So, uh, this is the first time that I've been able to play GameCube games on a portable. Now, do they run? All... Good. What? Do they run all right? That's the that's the thing. Some of them run great. Some of them don't. So it's not there yet it's not perfect for sure but the fact that i can even play a gamecube game sure uh, you know it is is kind of amazing actually what i want to know is can you play the legend of zelda the wind waker on it i haven't tried it but i'll I'll let you know next uh, podcast because that's my favorite gamecube game you know for me it was like super mario sunshine my nephew when he was growing up played that like crazy it's also a good one yeah and it's a great one it's a classic uh i loved playing it but you know it's got special memories for me and uh it it's terrible it sucks so Uh, it doesn't run no it doesn't run at all so uh dreamcast beautiful really yeah beautiful uh you know, that's not that far behind the GameCube. No, it, they're, you know, especially with, you know, how how processors handle it. But one of the ones that I was really excited about was that it could play. There's one system that I think it's always had kind of a, had a hard time with emulation is the Sega Saturn. One, yeah. there hasn't been a lot of interest, but also it's really a pretty complex system to emulate. So even the emulators that have come out, have been difficult to run, especially on Linux uh, portables. Uh, but I just, I always just hoped uh, that someday that there would be a system that would just run them really, really well. And, and so I even actually bought a physical copy of Shinobi Legions, which uh, uh, one, it didn't, it, it I can't believe it even got released in the U.S. It had very no. I, I'm probably yeah. the only person. Yeah, this is on the Saturn. Thing. This is on the Sega Saturn. Yeah. And uh, I don't own a Sega Saturn. I just bought this game in the hopes that because I couldn't even find the image online for a long time. So I thought, well, I'm just going to buy a used copy and hope someday, you know, I can emulate this on a system. Well, uh, I'm really happy to say this thing plays. Uh, Sega Saturn games like a dream. It's awesome. Uh, Shinobi Legions, uh, you know, most people probably wouldn't even care about it. I love the Shinobi games. They've always had a special place in my heart. And this was one of the first times they used digitized imagery for the characters. Uh, and uh, the, the first game that really did that was probably Mortal Kombat. Uh, so oh that, I, yeah i see you know what i'm saying the digitization yeah, yeah. of characters yeah uh, Mortal Kombat man, there's was like so a cool. there's like a phrase for that i can't remember what it's yeah, called and that's what yeah. i yeah I'm, I'm, it's not it's not rotoscoping but yeah it's, 
exactly but it's uh so it's really for me it's a really fun game to see shinobi updated and uh to be able to play it at full speed uh is a dream uh it supposedly can do ps2 i have not uh i've had problems getting a ps2 emulator on it uh being that it's android that that is one of the things that uh i have to use a lot of uh non google sites to uh get the emulators installed on this so unfortunately i'll i'll have to do an update in the future uh i'm hoping to get ps2 running on this thing if it can get ps2 running on this i'll be super pleased it's a like i said it's a six core uh two two of the cores are two gigahertz and the other ones are i think are they bounce between 1.4 and 1.8 gigahertz so it's got some decent speed uh and and that screen is so gorgeous that it's been it's been uh it's been a worthy upgrade even though i was going to skip it i'm glad i did (laughs) yeah Uh, i did just just for those at home listening i did look it up and it just looks like the standard phrasing for the more the mortal Kombat graphics is digitized sprites based on filmed actors yes there you go digitized which, sprites all right which, which was different you know i mean before oh, yeah. that you know well, it was before that hand, yeah hand-drawn sprites but yeah. then one of the one of the big deals was like prince of persia used rotoscoped yeah sprites which were yeah. which was which was filmed but then hand drawn over which was a similar process to how like disney had done some of the art for their movie their their animated movies in the past right. anyway yeah uh yeah mortal Kombat using using filmed actors uh that they based their their sprites on was a big deal at the time it was yeah it was yeah it was you know nowadays it's you know the motion capture of live actors is the yeah motion capture all that good stuff which is of course really neat but uh yeah at the time that was groundbreaking you know so you know to have shinobi legions that way was was uh was pretty fun so sega saturn runs well on it uh saturn game did you find did you find a a raw uh CD-ROM, ISO, or bin in queue, or whatever you needed for your Sega Saturn emulator for Shinobi Legions. I was able to rip the game from my physical disc. Okay, I was going to say, so I looked it up. The Sega Saturn used a CD-ROM, which meant that you should just be able to stick that in any CD-ROM compatible drive and rip it. That's it. Yeah, it was super easy. Yeah, I just took it. Uh, So, So you didn't find an... ISO oh, on the internet. There, they are ones out oh, there. Okay, there are. Okay, the reason yeah. I was saying is like, oh, if it really is that hard to find, you should make sure you know, that yeah, somebody on the internet has get it. it out there. And, and it finally yeah. did get out there, especially once the emulators got better. Yeah. People started releasing more of the less popular games, I will say, <laughs> such as Shinobi yeah. Legions. And uh, but it was kind of you know it was. It was worth, I think I paid five bucks for it back in the day. You know, this was pre retro game collecting as a right, as like a, a major, major hobby, hobby yeah. as it is now. So, used games were still just super cheap. And uh, I will, I will have you know, I bought a Sega Saturn controller recently. 
Mm. Uh, Why did you buy a Sega Saturn controller? Because they aren't making the Bluetooth Sega Saturn Retrobit controllers anymore, and so they were on sale for twenty bucks, and I was like, "It's a pretty good controller to have for twenty bucks, a Bluetooth controller. Like it's a six, or actually it's an eight button because it's got the shoulders." And then I bought a, a Bluetooth adapter for my Sega Genesis that will work with oh. that controller in three or six button mode so That's it works awesome wow yeah. i was gonna say i didn't think you had a sega saturn system so i don't i wish i did i kind of do I too do. i, I, do wish I, I did. almost bought one you know just because of a few of these rare rpgs and uh and of course my love of They're expensive dude the saturn got expensive you know it, they just especially because they didn't make a lot of them it you know they went to the dreamcast really quick you know they realized that they that the saturn wasn't going to do what they hoped it was going to do and that was pretty record-breaking i remember when they switched over so quick to the dreamcast it was kind of a it was uh it surprised a lot of people that they went so fast to the next gen uh system uh but uh, actually you know what? they're not as bad as i thought they would be they're like oh, really? uh, i remember looking at them thinking wow that is just so expensive but they're like 100 to 180 bucks so yeah i mean it's not ideal for sure uh, yeah you know but, yeah that's true you know i could be worse I, but I think, the alternative is that there is a mr core being developed for the sega saturn that would be so wonderful. So that's that's what's that's that's what I'm doing instead of buying a Sega Saturn. Well, and there you go because you and I, and this will be a kind of yeah. a advertisement for our future broadcast of uh, uh, is that we both have invested in buying Mister Setups, yeah. And uh, so we'll talk about that in the future, and that's one of the reasons I'm so excited because. Uh, uh, it's all new to me. That'll be my first FPGA. Yeah, system? field programmable gate array FPGA. Yeah. FPGA. Yeah. I have a cheat sheet here. The pocket has like a little. I don't know if you can even see it on the camera. It has a little stamp there that says FPGA, oh. so I can look at it and go, "Oh, that's what the." Yep. I'm also such a nerd that I've been talking about it for like two years now to anybody who you listened have. to me. Yeah, and... <laughs> you really have, and I mean. I'm so glad that you did because you introduced me into, you know, I had no idea this technology, you know, my whole life, it's always been emulation. You know, the idea of going to simulation was just something I couldn't even, you know, put wrap my mind around until you started, you know, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you'll have to say about your Mr. Experience because it is, it's definitely different than emulation and, uh, Wow. Yeah. You know. t- yeah. Let's switch over so, to you. Tell us about your, your new device. Yeah. So this is my, uh, I would say beta review of the analog pocket. Um, the, I would say that this, this came a little, uh, less than fully baked when I got it. Really? Yeah. Uh, I am really happy with it. Uh, so far, I was one of the lucky ones who appears to not have had problems in manufacturing. My D-pad functions as you would expect. My cartridge slot functions as you would expect. It's nice and nice and tight. 
other nice. people aren't having that some one person's screen fell out uh what? oh wow so mine manufactured great good um but that's only half the half of the battle right is that's is right. the is the hardware uh, it is the harder part of the battle but it is yeah. still only half of it um, so true if you don't have the, the software you're exactly could be just as hosed right so the firmware that came with it straight up has just grayed out menu options that just aren't there like they're there they're listed you can probably see on the screen here oh yeah you see so it's like, there's oh, some look, that are you've got library but it you can't select i library. can't select it it just skips it uh and memories <laughs> oh, is the other function that you can't do wow. um and then That's if you go surprising. into the tools there's there's two options develop and sd card that just so, aren't options. i mean how many so you have two that aren't how many is available on that one what do you under mean tools under tools is is two of four two of four that don't work wow uh yeah i mean it's just kind of interesting to just see them on the menu and not be able to access them it's it's a clear indication like hey this is not all the way done uh yeah and they there has been one firmware update to it uh since i got it actually probably like one and a half because it came with like a no firmware and just the firmware on it said update the firmware and so you (laughs) had to update the firmware when you first got it i believe um or at least i did they there that's what they said it launched with like a qr code and said update the firmware update the firmware to 1.0 and it has had an update to 1.0a since oh, then wow. uh and that did not add any new features it didn't it, it just fixed a couple of things the uh gba um display modes that they have in here uh they fixed some of those so that they look a little bit more uniform um anyway i should probably stop talking about what it isn't and i'm going to start talking about what it is tell me what the games what game systems can you play on it okay so right now it will accept cartridges right now of game boy game boy color game boy advance and if i had elected to buy the adapter which i didn't it has the compatibility to also play game gear games through a cartridge adapter which does mean that through a cartridge adapter in a cartridge adapter you can also play mega Sa- uh, sega master system games on that's it. right because yeah. the game gear was effectively a shrunken master I, system i owned a game gear so i would have bought the adapter just because i have some excellent shinobi uh, <laughs> games that i used to play on the game gear yeah. yeah i know you're shocked i know it's, i don't it's yeah so i didn't um have any game gear games so i didn't decide yeah to buy so the it adapter. wasn't like oh yeah i gotta have that system right and the other thing so there are in the future adapters coming for atari Lynx, uh neo geo pocket color and turbo graphics 16 the turbo graphics 16 is one of the ones that i'm probably most excited about that yeah you know they had and, their own turbo graphics express portable system and it was like in today's dollars, it was like 600 bucks. I mean, it was just so insanely expensive. So it would be fun to have a portable. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to that. Those cartridge adapters aren't even available. And I don't have any TurboGrafx Express cards. 
Yeah, that would um, be. That's the other thing is, yeah, you would have to get the cards. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I didn't think of that. But the all the other analog systems have a jailbreak firmware uh, that eventually came out for them. And uh, I just figured uh, I've got Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance games I'll play on here. And then when, I mean, let's be honest, when a jailbreak firmware comes out, I planned to explore some of those other systems through the sure. jailbreak firmware rather than cartridge adapters i don't like the the cartridge adapters are big and they don't look incredibly stable so really? i'm uh, i don't know people haven't reported problems with them it just seemed a little bit clunky and i was like i'll just really that's interesting that's a yeah that's kind of disappointing that the... i'll just stick to the game boy games that look like it they oh, were yeah. made for it perfectly i mean here look i'll show you in the camera and, and the viewers at home will just have to trust me Here's a po- copy of uh, Pokemon Silver, yep. and uh, it just slides right in like a Game Boy. Yeah, and it sits that, flush that just, with the top of the screen. It feels like, yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't. I feel like the Game Boy Game Boy went a little deeper, you know, when you plugged it in. But just the way you plugged it in, it just felt like, yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah, and the cartridge adapters are like a little bit thicker than that because of course they would have to be yeah and they the cartridges stick out taller oh, they, so than they the stick screen. out above up to, above the screen all right because game gear games were bigger than game boy games they were and so by the time you put the adapter in yeah, and then exactly. plug in a cartridge you're you're yeah, yeah. okay yep that makes total uh, sense so anyway that's that's what that's what's up with that uh the experience of playing the games though is great uh really really good in fact um so i have played a chunk of games on this i've been playing mostly like i said mother three but i've also been playing some um super mario advance which was my first game boy advance game nice and uh i've been playing some tony hawks pro skater 2 sweet yeah and uh, some sonic advance and uh what's really great is the um and 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 i've also been playing some game boy games but mostly game boy advance game boy advance was like my my game boy uh my generation of game boy right, and right. uh turn the sound off here the um so i have it on my preferred display mode but it has multiple display modes so there's the no frills this is a fully rendered like it's probably yeah you can't really see in the the camera here but this is a this is probably what you would get in an emulator right no like no filter no filters no nothing just this is the screen go yeah really sharp edged pixels um which is great uh but i prefer they have two other modes so the the ones that are the sharp pixels um are is called the analog gb or gbc or gba um but they also have uh modes that can simulate the screens of the original system so they have a mode called original gba lcd and it's got like a desaturated uh 
like here maybe you'll be able to see on the camera it's got like a desaturated you probably the, oh, yeah. the, cam, the camera's sort of compensating for it but it's got like a desaturated look and then it also has like a this you definitely can't see on camera because it's uh too high of a resolution to to, to parse out uh it ha- it's like simulating the lcd pixel grid and the gaps between the pixels on those older lcds uh to give it a more uh authentic i guess is the best way to put it look um and so you can kind of see the gaps in the pixels which is kind of really cool uh and then they have one more mode for the gba called um original gba sp 101 which is the uh ags 101 model of the gba sp had a better screen than the uh than the other models of the GBA and it had better, like more saturated colors. Uh, Sometimes it can be a little too saturated though. So they have options to, uh, to bring down the saturation. Um, You can also bring down the sharpness if you want. Um, Some games had like high flickering things to simulate transparency. So there's like a flame frame blending option to make that look like uh to like so the old that function of the flickering to simulate transparency was because the pixels would take so long to shift that it would just look like it was transparent Uh, but this screen is faster than that and better than that so it just looks like it's flickering and so you can do the frame blending and it will make it a little bit blurrier overall of an image but it will make the frames blend so that the flickering doesn't flicker. Um, You can fully adjust the size and position of the screen if you want. Um, Now the the Gameplay Advance, the original, remind me, I swear that the original, the screen wasn't even backlit. It wasn't. It wasn't frontlit either. Yeah, I mean that just shows you how... Yeah how different that screen is compared yeah, to the so screen that you're using. I mean, I have, my word. I have, it's, it's, you'll just have to trust me because you can't see it. I have the case of my wife's original GBA. Wow. Uh, and inside of here is, is the screen you can't see it because it's covered by a piece of cardboard, but uh, yeah. the actual original screen is inside this case. Is it because... really? So does it, so no, no, back, no lighting no lighting i pulled it out to replace it with a screen that does have lighting because it's it is so difficult i don't know how we did it i don't either i you know oh my original game boy it it was so yeah it was so frustrating to try to play that without a light um uh yeah i don't and now we have 1080p screens that can be viewed at pretty much any angle yeah, so the resolution on this screen, yes. by the way, is 1600 by 1440. Wow, that's great. And it is a three and a half inch screen. Yeah. Uh, that that's is an the exact resolution I think I've ever seen in that size of a screen. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. It is an exact 10x scale for the original wow. Game Boy. Uh, which allows it to do these uh, because the the resolution is so high. These frame 
uh, the, the display modes can really take it take advantage of that. And the, the scaling is really, really good. Um, I would encourage you to check out some videos on it because me holding this thing up to the camera isn't going to really do it justice. Yeah, this I'm going is... to totally, I'm going to definitely look up some videos myself because uh, uh... I'm holding up to the, the camera for Matt right now my copy of Metroid 2 on oh, the yeah. original GB yes. uh, mode. Um, which... I still love, I love playing that original Metroid Oh, 2. yeah. Oh, yeah, That's me too. Yeah. There are modes that um, that simulate the original Game Boy screen in all its like pea soup green colors. Uh, then there's <laughs> yeah. one that pea simulates. Soup. Yes, that's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, what's really crazy, and it's it's like really impossible for you to describe it without seeing it in person, just because the screen that you will look at video capture on just like won't be as good, right, as this. Um, it like, so because the, the way that the screens on the original Game Boy worked like a, like a calculator, right? Like uh, those calculators with the LCD displays in them, they, they blocked light that was going in and reflecting back, which meant that the, uh, if you held it at the right angle, the light would go in at one angle and be blocked and then come back out at a different angle and not be blocked, which means you could see a shadow of the pixels that were being activated to block the light. Crazy. And this like pretends to have a shadow just ever so slightly underneath those pixels and it's so it gives it a depth that emulators can't give you even if you try to do like a pixel grid display mode on those like a filter on emulators it just doesn't look like this because those the resolution isn't there to to do that extra layer of like a of a shadow color yeah uh it's it's like i'm trying my best to describe it and i'm almost certainly failing um it's something you really do have to see with your own eyes it also has a mode for the original uh game boy pocket and game boy light which was the game boy pocket but only released in japan with a front light i believe maybe it was a backlight and then it also has this um pinball neon matrix mode which is just crazy it almost looks like a uh like a uh um virtual boy screen yeah yeah it's like that red virtual boy look to it that's totally a good way to describe what i'm seeing on your screen yeah i'm trying now you know i'll tell you one of the things uh i would love when we get together next time in person we're gonna i want to show you i you know the screen on my uh ambernick is one of the reasons I bought it. It was so gorgeous. So I'd love to compare the screens because oh, yeah. I, th- I think, uh, I mean, especially that size of a screen, I, I, I've never seen a resolution like that. That's a Oh yeah. Um, and then the last thing is Game Boy Color uh, has only two modes. It has the analog mode and then the GBC LCD and it tries to simulate the... Um, Game Boy Colors 
LCD. What's interesting, I think, about this one, it's the most obvious because the Game Boy Advance modes do this too, but the pixels are smaller, so it's harder to tell. But basically, it does like a sub-pixel striping. So on on all displays that have, or not all because there's pentile displays anyway, yeah. most <laughs> LCD displays have basically a pixel is made up of three sub-pixels, a red, a green, and a blue. And there are like three lines next to each other. And those are just in a grid that make up, you know, the total display resolution that you have. But the pixels were so big on the Game Boy Color that those lines, like if you really look at it, are visible and you can see like, oh, that's the green line and that's the red line and that's the blue line. And uh, this orders its pixels in that sub-pixel line uh, so that you can sort of see like, oh, if it's showing me a white pixel, it's showing me a red, a line of like probably a hundred or whatever pixels that are all red and then a hundred that are all green and then a hundred that are all blue which still looks white but it's actually you know a hundred red pixels all next to each other or whatever i guess it would be 10 for one pixel on the the screen but 10 reds then 10 blues and then 10 greens and that's i think that's really interesting um i do too yeah uh because it's a really authentic looking uh recreation so yeah i would love to compare the screens as well well and i i I, i'll definitely check out some videos but yes i I love to see in person some of these different video modes because that's something that's always interested me with emulation uh in or retro gaming in general is what kind of screens do people prefer and what kind of filters do they prefer to use? You know, it's, it's really diverse from person to person. And honestly for me, it's game to game sometimes. Oh yeah. A hundred percent game to game. Um, I used to really prefer as sharp and as accurate of a pixel as I could get. Yeah. And then over the last couple of years, I have really preferred whatever is more accurate to like the original representation of that that game so if it used an lcd i want it to look as close as it can with the benefits we have of modern display technologies lighting it and stuff yeah to original but if it was originally on a crt i want to try as best we can to look at it with the scan lines and the fuzziness and the you know the bleeding as you can get with a modern screen um sometimes i still do like sharp pixels some things just look better so but like we were saying you know it's it's game to game sometimes yeah i love just the sharpest picture i can get and then yeah sometimes you know uh for example, the Atari 2600, you know, that thing was blocky as you can get. And so... Yeah, it kind of doesn't matter which way you lines, go. <laughs> what? I feel like that one matters the least which way you go because, like, the sharp pixels, they're going to be blocky whether they're fuzzy or, or sharp right. either way. Well, and, and that's, that, that's true. But for me, I still prefer the scan lines just because... Yeah. Well, 
maybe it's more because that's what I played it on is, you know, really terrible televisions back then. So maybe that's the preference, but that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, blocky is going to be blocky. So maybe, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But maybe it's just that experience of, of like you were saying, like maybe it's more about what, what you played it on whenever, you know? Yeah. You know, like my, one of my nephews who I, you know, I raised him on emulation he he wanted a sharp you know he wants everything sharp because that's what he played it as you know he didn't uh-huh. play a lot of that stuff on c or if they were crt they were high res you know monitors and so yeah. you know he, he didn't experience a lot of those original systems as as they were intended because they were all emulated yeah um so that was know- his experience did you know that I have made a Game Boy game? Yes, you made one for your wife. That's right. And, okay. And you actually shared a copy with me. And yeah. I, oh, yes. I'm pretty sure I still have it. It was amazing. I totally was impressed. How did you yeah. make it again? So there's a, a development tool called GB Studio. And mm. it's honestly a really great first time we want to make a video game. This is a really great learning opportunity to, to check out GB studio. Uh, but analog partnered with GB studio to, uh, uh, the new version of GB studio actually f- you can export in a dot pocket format to stick on an SD card, really put it in your pocket and play your GB studio games on your analog pocket without having to go through the hassle of like put making it into a game boy rom and then getting it on a a rom cartridge and then putting it in your pocket and playing it like it was a real game game. and the gb studio is is kind of a it's it's a WYSIWYG type oh yeah it's it's a really yeah like you can program with it but it's like a no programming no coding experience necessary experience drag and drop like sweet even the scripting is like a drag and drop option wow yeah that's cool i I need to check that out because i yeah i thought that was so neat when you did that it Uh, is and and so uh two things i want to mention about that first of all uh because the new version is out and there's a lot of stuff in it that wasn't there when I made my wife's video game. Uh, it has prompted me that uh, I should, I should make a DX version, right? Like, cause there's links nice. awakening DX uh, and Tetris DX, which is actually in the, in here right now. Yeah. Uh, I should make a DX version of the game that I made for her uh, and colorize it, which you can't really tell on the screen, but um I'm going to go back and, and colorize Sweet. it and add some, maybe some mini games, add some new areas wow. and some new dialogue and uh, I'm gonna update have to check it. it. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. yeah once, once it's out, I'll send it to you. Uh, yeah, please do. But what's interesting is that the, uh, the way that they got that to work is basically there are just two uh, locations in the ROM that uh, just have their bits that need to be flipped. And then they'll be compatible with... There are two headers that have to be addressed. And huh. and if you flip those bits, then uh, they can be GB ROMs 
or if it's a GB ROM, you can go to those uh, header addresses and flip the bits and and then save it as a dot pocket file. And then you can put it in your analog pocket and play it. So for example, uh, here is a super, actually, you know what, let's do the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons that I exported and bit flipped as a dot pocket file to load the ROM on my game or my analog pocket in GB studio mode. That's so that's awesome. So you, you took a retail game. Yeah. Flipped it so that it, it acts as a GB studio. Uh, yeah. File. Yep. And it worked. Yeah. Wow. And so there people are out there making, I making patches for all sorts of game boy games. So you can take your own ROM, flip the bits really easily and then load it on the SD card. So you don't need a jailbreak uh, right. right now if for, for Game Boy games. Game Boy Advance games, you're still, you got to get an EverDrive or wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I have an EverDrive it, just because I, uh, I have, a, you know, several systems that I can still use physical format cartridges. And so that those EverDrives are pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, so... Last thing I got to talk about with the analog pocket. Sorry, this is really long. Uh, no, this is great. I, I knew this was going to go long, so I wanted to go first just because <laughs> I wanted this to be the focus. So the pocket um, is a handheld system, and it's great. Uh, but as you know, I don't prefer to play things handheld. I much prefer to play them at us. I basically spend all of my time sitting at this desk playing if i'm playing a game it's at this desk sometimes if i'm playing in a crt i'm sitting three feet behind me to play on my crts uh i prefer just playing on screens i don't really go anywhere so why would i get the smaller you know closer (laughs) to more hunched over experience when i could lean back and play see i'm i've i've got become so like even when I'm watching like television and stuff, I, I I'm multitasking. So it's like, for me, it's like, I've got the television going I'm yeah. playing video games on my portable. And I think that's why I prefer portables a lot is you're right. I don't go anywhere. So it's like, yeah, you know, I went no shame to anyone who prefers something different, but, no, I, but I just think it's, yeah, it's, it, we, it's, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's a, your personality and that's totally, yeah. that's great. I also, so I, I, uh, Maybe this is just, I maybe this is a neuroses or maybe it's just and I maybe I'm just a inferior mind uh, whatever it may be uh, I I am incapable of allowing myself to multitask like if I'm watching a show I'm just I'm watching the show. You, I'm not on gonna be, the show. Yeah, if I'm playing a video game, do not bother me with a TV show in the background. Right. I won't because then I'm not going to watch the show. Why bother even having it on? You know, that's sure. just how I am. Well, and I and I'll agree with you. There are you know, if I'm watching you know Eye of the World, I'm watching the show. I'm not watching anything else. You yeah. know, I've got full attention. But it's if it's uh, you know a show that I'm half interested in, I'm playing a video game. So, so yeah. So anyway, but I totally, pocket, I totally respect 
that yeah and in fact you're Likewise. getting a much especially if it's a new game uh i i i won't multitask you know yeah. because and, I, I want the full you know full attention on and give the respect to to that game because i've found that if i try to multitask on those i may not like the game and it's because I wasn't really paying attention to it rather than the game itself being that good. Yeah. And some games are, yeah, some games are more capable. I I just, I'm just the kind of person who can't, no shame, no, like anything. It's different people do different things. And I'm one, I'm the kind of person who just doesn't multitask. So anyway, uh, the pocket I like, I use it, like I said, in bed, uh, I'll play it. Um, but as the kind of person who prefers to play things not in handheld mode, um, there is very much like the Nintendo Switch, a dock, and I got the dock. Oh, and it is uh, functional, is what I would say about it. It does what it's supposed to do, which is to play the pocket on a screen, um, and and you can plug in a controller. You can plug in a variety of controllers via USB or it does do it can sync to bluetooth or 2.4 gigahertz wireless controllers and so the dock uh, has like a hdmi out yep the dock has hdmi out and and it's got a wireless uh transmitter in it so it can do controllers and that's basically all it does uh it's just a dock like the switch i mean the switch the switch dock doesn't do anything either no, um it, it just it it charges and it puts out HDMI, you know, yep. that's it. Yep. Yeah. And that's pretty much exactly the same here, except for this also does the wireless uh, stuff for the pocket and, and adds the ability to do multiple controllers at once for games that are either supported or modded to support it. Um, that's really interesting because uh, the, I, the oh, what is it the pgi the the little portable game boy uh it looks like a game boy but it's it's a emulated system and you can put in a uh, like a pi zero or now you can put in a pi two zero a pi zero two in it oh yeah yeah though is this the retro flag thing you're talking retro about flag, yeah, yeah. So they, they're making a new one uh retro flag pi two i think is what it is but it it actually uses a uh raspberry pi 4 board you know one of the yeah the little module boards so you can plug that in uh and it comes with a dock just like that so it just you plug it in and oh, it really? has hdmi out and uh uh it has a usb where you could plug in like a transmitter so it doesn't come with doesn't come with the uh thing but uh, you know on uh, but i i i i say i won't get it <laughs> so we'll see by next podcast if i have <laughs> just it uh yeah uh the raspberry pi 2 2 is fast enough for that that size of a screen and that type of gaming i really can't see needing a a, a pi 4 for anything faster like because i'm not going to play dreamcast games on it or something like that so getting back to your your analog how is the quality of the of the hdmi uh when you're playing it on the big screen it's great uh the the problem though i'm glad you asked is that it has literally no options 
for it. Oh, so you can't it. even do like the filters or anything? Yeah, well, oh. which I mean, it's outputting 1080p at most, right? It can do 1080p 50 or 1080p 60. Um, gotcha. It can also do like 720, but uh, yeah, so it's outputting 1080p, and it. That's all it does. Yeah, that's all it does. So the the only option that you have is the default is that it does a vertical fill, right? So that means you got letterboxing on the left and right sides, which is fine. Sides, yeah. Or you can do a the nearest, like the largest, not overscanned scale, mm. right? Which I think is six x. Uh, so you can, and that's it. You can only do those two options. That's you, it. Can, you can do a vertical fill or you can a do six a 6x scale. There are no other options for it at all. That's a bummer. Um, and that will maybe be fixed in a later firmware. Yeah, maybe you know, there'll be like options something there. They could add in a firmware update. Um, I don't know how much, like, like the Mister doesn't even have that many, like, video options for GBA either or gb i don't think so maybe it's just like eh, modern screens because of the way that those games like the, the the resolutions that they came in at and the way that they displayed like there aren't display modes that look that good on the screens that we have at 1080p i don't know what the reason is um right. but it is a little light and that's like sort of disappointing in a way um but it does work so you know, that's, I guess yeah. there's not much to say about it. It's just, it, it just does what it, it should do, I guess. It does what it should do, yeah. Um, I'm happy with it, but I, I would like to, and we'll have more to say about it when the f- future firmware adds additional features. Like, they really talked up when they were advertising this thing, especially last year in October. They announced that it would come with this new thing called analog OS, which was going to be this revolutionary new way to share and experience the history of portable video games and and the libraries and the memories feature would catalog your playtime. You'd be able to make playlists and it doesn't just not there. It's just not there. Uh, And, and it's quite honestly a feature that sounds brilliant. It does. Considering the jailbreak functionality because if you just have all the games loaded on it and you can you can make playlists so you can be like oh here's all of the super mario land games or all of the wario land games or all the pokemon games amazing yes all in like playlists and you'd be like okay i'm gonna finish this whole playlist of every kirby game that was made on the game boy yeah that's what i'm gonna do I think that sounds really cool. Oh, I do too. Yeah. And I would like to experience it, but it's not available. That's yeah. That's a, yeah, I, one, I definitely am interested in hearing how this maps out in future podcasts, because I, I hope they really get on top of that. Uh, you know, as I told you, I went in and, uh, they had pre-orders for like, and I was like, Oh, super excited. So I went ahead and (laughs) went through the pre-order and it was like, and not only do they charge you right away for the entire amount. Yeah. uh, They then tell you that you're in group D or whatever. Yeah, You are group D in, 
March of 2023, I think is yeah. when mine was going to be. Yeah. So now I've had to write an email asking them to cancel. And that's been about four days and I still haven't got a response back from them. Uh, and nor has my $400 been refunded. Did you uh, buy it on a credit card? Just charge back on the credit card. You know, I'm, I used my debit, so I'm a little uh, disappointed yeah. in doing that. I should have used, you know, I the, the order form was honestly really janky. And that's the one thing that I will say that I was really disappointed with was that they didn't say they were going to charge you right away. You know, most, most things nowadays, they charge you when they ship it. So... I get that this is kind of a startup company, so I kind of understand why they do it. They just needed to be really point blank, like, hey, we are charging your card, you know. Uh, and I, and maybe I was tired and not paying attention, but it just felt really kind of, uh, and I, and, and, Again, I don't think I missed anything, but yeah, it was like at the very end is when I found out that I wasn't going to see anything until, you know, a year and three months. Uh, seemed a little, you know, yeah. I, if you know, if they had said that from the get-go, I wouldn't have even filled out the form, let alone purchased it. Uh, you know, that's just too too long of a wait for me. So, totally, totally. So, I well, and I waited. You know, I ordered this thing. Yeah, I feel in like August of 2020. Wow. And I paid for it then. Right. I mean, I pre-ordered it, and that was at the time the promise was was oh, it was only going to be six months, and it ended right? up being like 15 oh, months, man. 16 months. So 16 months. Oh. Yeah. It yeah, was, I mean, it was a wait. I remember when you told you know told me that it had actually shipped. It was like that was so huge, yeah. Because you've been waiting for so long. I mean, we've been talking about this probably since I ordered it in August. Yeah, of 2020. seriously. Oh yeah. I mean, you sent me the link. I think right away, and I was like, oh man. And I part of me says I wish I would have done that, but I think I'm kind of glad I waited. No, you wouldn't. Wait. You wouldn't have gotten it because it was it. it it was gone in like eight minutes. Like, yeah. And, and that, and you, unless, uh, you know, I've gotten better at trying to jump on things that are, I think going to sell out like my Lego ad ad or stuff like that. But I never have good luck with, with hard, with technology. I mean, tomorrow I should finally get a Xbox series X. Uh, it is set to arrive tomorrow. Uh, and that system's been out a year, so yep. Yep. It just kind of shows you my luck with 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 buying technology. So I know I I don't wish to lord it over you. I just happen to have very good luck. In you the do. You are domain. you're amazing. I mean, seriously, we've got to work out a deal where like I, <laughs> I just ordered two of everything, and you just order both <laughs> of ours. You know, it's like yeah. the PS when the PS six comes out, I'm just giving you money. And okay, or, <laughs> sounds order good because. Uh, <laughs> the last yeah yeah i'll i'll do it i'll yeah let me know i'll just that order two awesome. depending yeah, on limits I, I don't um, think i'm gonna be able to get a ps5 at this point I'm, I'm i'm happy i'm getting an xbox x uh that'll be a lot of fun for me uh, yeah and uh i'll probably stick with that for now i've got plenty of other systems to obviously play so 
Um, and you've got that mister to spend a lot of time on. But, yeah, the um, mister I think is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. The very for last thing I'll, I'll talk about is that I, I did spend $30 way back in August of 2020 and bought this plastic hard case that it came yeah, in. Yeah, I, I was going to buy one of those. What do you think of the case? I mean, it looks, I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks fine. No, it, but it kind of looks like it could get scratched. Oh, it, it's, I was just looking at it and I was like, wow, this is very scratched already. I mean, I don't really care. I prefer, yeah, it's a case, but... I'm a more function over fashion kind of guy. <laughs> uh, and if you could see him, you would know that it shows. Just ouch, kidding. Just kidding. Ouch. Yeah, uh, but, but no, like you're I, right. Like I have any sense of fashion. <laughs> uh but yeah, I'm looking at it and going, wow, it is. It so is it's a, a hard plastic, not a, like, see, I was thinking it was more of like a soft plastic so it wouldn't scratch as much. Well, yeah, no, it is, it is a, it is hard a hard, c- very clear acrylic plastic. Yeah. Um, and it's nice. Uh, and it, the way that the pocket sits in it feels very secure because it like goes in the screw and that, that holes. That function would be, that would be critical. Uh, I don't plan to like take my pocket many places that would, you know, need this kind of protection. Um, Still though. Yeah. I would have gotten one of those two. I was planning, like I said, when I placed my order, I, you know, had planned on that. Uh, Yeah. They had sold me on it for 30 bucks though. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's cool. I, I don't, I don't hate it, but uh, also I don't think, it's a necessary purchase for those yeah. who are looking to save their money. I would say, Oh, if you're going to spend the $30, maybe spend it on a game gear adapter or, yeah. Or you or can spend 15 on a soft case that, you know, yeah, you can or, or get a, get a 3ds soft case that, exactly. will fit, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's the analog pocket. Um, I will, cool. will be doing some updating on that review in the future as yeah. the firmware updates come and, and then hopefully maybe also a jailbreak. Nice. Uh, I talked for a really long time about that. So th- thank you for being patient next time. I'm sure we will talk about the mister at least yours. Cause you have it. Yeah. Man, hoping... I hope you have yours by, by the time we uh, get to the next podcast. So. I hope so too, but if not, that's all right. We will talk about your mister and and maybe that's it maybe 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 it'll just be me asking you questions about your mystery well it could be us just talking about fpga and what it means because you you have several fpga i do i do they're all analog though uh well and i guess you know like the everdrives run off of fpgas the the mod chips that i have in my yeah. Dreamcast and N64 run off of FPGAs as well. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we've definitely got some FPA, FPGA conversational topics anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, thanks everyone for joining us. This has yeah. been Retro Resolutions. Um, next time, I plan to probably just give an update on what I've been playing. Probably also on Mother 3. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. Matt, are you going to stick with uh, Final Fantasy VII? I, I think so. I, you yeah. know, I, I haven't played through the game in a long time, so I've kind of, I'm kind of hankering to 
to do it. So yeah, my uh, resolution is to play all the way through mother three. Nice. So, uh, for those looking to contact us, you can reach us at retroResPod at gmail.com. And um, I have still been sometimes very occasionally been streaming on twitch.tv slash press left. Feel free to come check me out playing some. I was most recently playing some Sonic Adventure 2 battle on the GameCube. Nice. On stream visiting those chow gardens. So you can visit me at <laughs> twitch.tv slash press left. And hang out with me. Thanks everyone for watching. And we'll see you next time.